Hey, Courtney. What's up? You tend to deal with more of the production side of this podcast. Uh-huh. What kind of tools do you use? Well, I actually use a few things, but my favorite one I use is a really cool program called Anchor. Really? Yeah, it's by far the easiest way to create a podcast. They provide creation tools that allow you to record. You can also edit your podcast right from your computer or cell phone. Wow, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So how do you push your podcast to different platforms? Dude, Anchor does it all for you. They distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms. That's cool. Yeah. On top of us wrangling our kids, working full time, doing research, that does seem to cut down a lot of the time, huh? Oh, yeah. How come we didn't know about this sooner? Honestly, I really don't know. But one of the best parts about this is you don't have to have a minimum number of listeners or plays to monetize off your podcast. That's awesome. That helps us become one step closer to helping donate back to the victims and their families. Yeah, that's important. But how much does it cost to use Anchor? Well, are you ready for this? Yeah, bring it on. It's free dude dude that's awesome go download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started content warning this episode includes foul language and discussion of violence trigger warning this episode contains discussions pertaining to the murder of a child listener discretion is advised hey guys well my wife's while my wife's out of the room, I figured I'd uh, jump in here and I was going to be like, yo, so I play a lot of Minecraft and I have a YouTube channel and it's just like, hey, there's a lot of a lot of stuff that people would really what? enjoy. What are you doing? Um, hey, honey, um, what's going on? I'm not uh, plugging a channel at all. Why, mm. why would I plug a channel? Well, if you're out of the... Room. You certainly like using the word plug. Well, I mean, you've been talking about how behind you were, and you know, got me thinking. Get the fuck out of here. This is for my podcast. I guess. You're nefarious. Crotch chop. What did you say? Crotch chop. Crotch chop. Got it. So, it's been like, you know, 800 years since I've seen you, Mandy. I know. Did did you change? Yeah, I I changed. I changed my underwear. (laughs) You just couldn't hold it or what? No, I couldn't. I mean, it may seem like it's been 800 years, but it's literally been like 10 minutes. We're recording it back to back today i missed you for those 10 minutes oh i missed you too mandy pandy i forgot to watch tiktok i just sat here and ate my pomegranate seeds oh you did <laughs> i i sat there wishing i was eating something but i'm gonna I told do you that. to bring a snack hey you know what i'm i'm gonna eat something it's okay like as soon as i'm done with this i'm going to pop a DiGiorno in the oven yeah i still eat DiGiorno sometimes <laughs> Maybe get myself a Ben and Jerry's because 
that's just what I do and drink my TV static water and take my antidepressant and go to bed. Um, <laughs> but after I spent a full night editing. So anyways, this is the beginning of our third episode. Oh my gosh, we've made it to number three. I know. Look at I, us. Look at us. Look at how many listeners we have. We have two. Woo-hoo! Two listeners. Is that me and you? Yes, that's us. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I, it's okay we can just sit here and talk to each other all day that's fine i'm t- totally fine with that like we're just i mean as i mentioned in another episode we are soulmates because yeah, i mean everybody else is just missing out you know they they really are like we are we are a barrel of monkeys okay i'm funny you are hilarious i am i know i am yeah i have some dry humor but i'm funny yeah and you know so am i so I want to talk about something really quick. I want to get this out of the way. Have you ever driven I-35? Huh. Yeah. <laughs> so I-35 needs its own fucking podcast. Am I right? It does. I mean, talk about true crime right there. Paranormal, true crime. I-35. <laughs> Do you know who Gary Busey is? Of course. That's I-35. <laughs> <laughs> That is a really good explanation of it. There's just one part that I really don't like. And that is, I don't know, it's it's when I get, I can't remember where I'm coming from now. Oh my gosh. It's whenever I'm getting on yeah. and somehow I got to make it to the far left lane for my exit mm-hmm. within like half a mile. Yep. 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 That I don't even know how many lanes it is as of now, but that it's a lot to try to get over. <laughs> For our negative six listeners that are in other states, just imagine your worst highway and multiply it by like 50, and that is I-35. Like I said, it's a lot like Gary Busey. It's still aiming high for the stars, but somehow it's still the same. It's been under construction since 19, probably 1920. I don't really know. (laughs) It's... I don't know if they're trying to add a lane or if they're trying to control all delete a lane. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Um, they're just they're they're adding one. They're taking one away. They're adding one. They're taking away. There was one time where the construction was so prevalent that they actually let us drive the tollway for free. Just <laughs> like, oh, thanks, thank you. Let's not talk about that tollway though, because they sent us a two thousand dollar bill that somehow we've got. Um, I don't understand it because. I had a toll tag. I actually put it on auto pay and they're still charging us $2,000. It's like, but you know, and they sent us a third notice. We didn't even get the first two. And so, yeah. So we're going to have to fight that because I'm not, good luck. I'm not fighting mine for years. It doesn't, you had a $2,000 bill. Oh, probably over that. And we called to try to pay. So what did you have to do? Because I know that they do something with your like registration or whatever. Oh man, fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so basically they're trying to take money from me that I don't owe them, right? Yeah, no, I know it's the same thing that happened to us. And we're, I mean, we're fighting it because we both have toll tags. Yeah, I, I have a toll tag and we added on auto pay. We didn't get any notice or anything. And we're all of a sudden getting these red warnings. And I'm just like, bro, yeah. I don't fucking owe you no $2,000 shit like seriously like i was driving it every day not thinking much of anything just trying to get to and from work you know if anything they owe me money (sighs) like i spend an hour getting to work 
you know, and 35 is not necessarily the safest. Um, no. As you were talking about like trying to ex exit and getting over to the other lane, I, can, I can't I can tell you how many times I've almost wrecked because some asshole decides that they're going to just scoot in front of me real quick. Yep. I'm so fucking pissed about it. I'm going to be saying, dropping an F-bomb like motherfucker with this shit because it pisses me off. And it's usually a motherfucker in a lifted ass Dodge Ram truck. <laughs> you saw that TikTok? Lifted Dodge Ram truck. Yes. I didn't hear it, but I can just like, I can see, I can imagine 35 in my head and I can see that truck. And I'm not dissing everybody that like drives trucks. You know, if you drive a truck, great. This is not necessarily about you unless you are this asshole. If you're an <laughs> asshole that has unless a Unless you cut me off. <laughs> yeah, if you cut me off and you've got a monster energy drink sticker and that Fox thing and all that other shit on the back of your truck and you think that it's okay to cut me off and nearly slam your back end into my front end and then speed off to try to make a point even though I'm going probably 30 miles above the speed limit. I mean, come on. Come on now. Do you not <laughs> see the little sticker on the back of my car that says tiny human on board? You don't care about that? No. Well, but you do care about your lifted Dodge Ram truck. <laughs> fucking a i yeah. hate you i know i 35 anyway it doesn't get any better when you get into oklahoma oh i lived in oklahoma that's a whole nother that's a whole nother day of explanation but i, I don't oh. know why i lived in tulsa for like six months oh and gosh. everybody I, everybody i hung out with called it a-slut because like if you turn Tulsa around it spells A-slut and they're like oh it makes sense and I'm just like okay well let's let's not sit here and, and disrespect sex workers okay <laughs> anyway um but yeah I-35 I don't I don't hate you as a person but you know you've been under I do you, you've been under construction listen I-35 You've been under construction for over 30 damn years. Just get the Botox and move on, okay? Like, the, the joke is not funny anymore. You've been repeating it over and over. Uh, he's had a good run. He's still running somehow, but he's... I-35, you've had a good run. There's a there's a meme somewhere where there's a bunch of traffic, and it, it, it talks about 35, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know if they're talking about west or east 35, north 35. I don't know. It's all the same, okay? But this meme, 35, 35. It's bad everywhere. There's this meme and it shows like this little kid in the middle of a highway, just like staring at a pretty little butterfly and all this traffic behind him. I'm like, yeah, I can relate. That's 35. Um, <laughs> it's seriously, um, dude, literally like a couple of months ago, I drove on 35 trying to get home and just randomly like i'm just driving home like doo -doo 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 -doo, listen to my music whatever and all of a sudden i noticed that there's just like this car <laughs> on fire like completely on fire <laughs> and we're all just like driving by like oh just another day <laughs> you know <laughs> it was weird i was just like oh that that thing just exploded into flames okay well it's time to go home um did you hear about the house that exploded today no in plano no i haven't yeah we don't they don't know the reasoning yet so that's oh. all that's all the information i have a house you know, exploded like it's nothing anymore it's gone you know what's interesting about you bringing that up true I was, crime kent yes i was listening to true crime <laughs> kent today and let me pull up the episode um you're mentioning this is why we're soulmates okay 
you're mentioning arson, apparently. Maybe, maybe arson. Who knows? That's probably gas. (laughs) And I was listening to the episode Thomas Sweat, um, and he... I know that name. Let me read this description. (laughs) This This is how you could get to know true crime Kent. Thomas Sweat was good with his hands and fire and killing people and playing with himself. This should be fun. <laughs> yeah, he he's an arsonist. That was, but you mentioned that and I, I resort to that episode. And, <laughs> but back, back to 35, I got to tell you about what happened to me. So um, I had a geriatric moment um, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> There's this girl what that I work uh, you know, I'm actually more of what they call a geriatric millennial. I was born in 83. So um, I'm a millennial. I'm a geriatric millennial. So I was born I'm, in the 80s, too. Probably not 83, though. No, I was, I was I'm damn near an exennial. I was born 89. So was my husband. Um, <laughs> I guess maybe I'm living my youth vicariously through him and you. Um <laughs> But anyways, I was um, talking. I was talking to somebody um, at work, and she's like this little sweet, little beautiful little twenty-year-old. Okay, and she was training me for something because I'm old and I can't move fast anymore. And so we were talking about something, and then it was the end of the day, and I was really tired, and all I could think about was getting on thirty-five. <laughs> my commute home from 35 at six o'clock in the evening is like an hour where it should take like maybe 34 minutes right so i told her i was like i hate 35 and i was just going off about 35 and finally she just she's looking at me like dead like i don't know what the hell you're talking about courtney and i'm just like i really hate 35 she was like do you like do you mean the age (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh man, I hated, I hated the age also, if it makes you feel any better, but not as much as I hated the highway. And then we were, you know, speaking of pickup trucks, um, I have some weird, interesting shit that happens. I was exiting off of 35 onto my, the street before my place of residence. And so I'm going like the the speed limit is 70, okay? Mm-hmm. And so I'm going and this truck tries to merge into my lane going like 50 miles an hour. Oh my so gosh. So I st- yeah, so I started to slow down just a little bit because I I could tell he was trying to pick up speed. Mm-hmm. So I slowed down a little bit to where he picked up enough speed to get in front of me. This motherfucker decides that he's going to go 40 miles a fucking hour. What? 40 miles. So he's driving this little itty bitty Mazda pickup truck. It's like that baby shit taupe color. And it had a Rick and Morty sticker where Rick is like flipping me off on the back of it. And I'm just just sitting here like, I, I don't understand the logistics of this little bitty pickup truck because it's the size of a sports car, but it's a pickup truck. And I'm just thinking... If somebody had asked this guy to, like, help them move some furniture or something, he would probably be like, sure. I got a truck. Let me call, <laughs> let me call you a U-Haul. <laughs> oh, they usually like, yeah, I got a truck. And then they pull up. And you're like, uh, you're going to carry I, a chair? Just, 
Dude, I, I don't even think it could carry like a lawn chair. This thing was so small. And he was so proud of this little thing. I'm just sitting here like, dude, I could make, you know, compensation jokes all day long. But dude, you must have a big one. You must be packing a big one because that is one tiny, tiny little Mazda truck. Oh so Van Leeuwen ice cream. This is just a fun fact that has nothing to do with anything. Released... Craft macaroni and cheese flavored ice cream. Did oh, you see that? I saw that. No, no way. No, I'm not eating that. Mm-mm. I would try it. No, you try it. Then you can tell me. <laughs> well, if you're thinking about it like cheesecake, right? No, I'm thinking of but- powdered mac and cheese, which is, by the way, it's the only <laughs> mac and cheese I will eat. If you home make me some mac and cheese, I will be nice and nibble at it but i hate it i don't know i make some pretty damn good yeah. macaroni and cheese we've i mean my husband i don't know how much money he spent on trying to make macaroni with any of the any of the cheeses i don't like it yeah. i don't like the texture of it the consistency yeah. of it i don't like it you have to you have to have it kind of thin and soupy right yeah like i like the blue box i buy annie's now because it's yeah i'm doing air quotes but it's organic <laughs> yeah um but it's just like the same price as the craft so might as well i buy the aisle uh, i just I, I guess it makes me feel better seeing it says organic so i feel better about feeding it to me and my children even though it's still powdered cheese <laughs> you do you but i am not that kind of white person i actually will make <laughs> regular really good macaroni oh, yeah. and cheese then we'll ben will every once in a while like yes last night we actually had it and I just like down yeah. it lemon pepper and then I eat it. That actually sounds really good. It is. Macaroni and cheese lemon. and lemon pepper. Ooh, macaroni and cheese and cayenne. A little bit of cayenne pepper if you like spicy. Yes. You know what? I will agree with you there. Um, I My dad used to make us um, the box macaroni and cheese, but he would like douse it in just regular black pepper. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, it was so good. He also used to make this thing called um, sugar rice. Have you ever had that? How does he make it? Let me see. He's, he just makes regular rice, but he adds just a little bit of sugar to it. It's really good. That's probably the reason why I've got so many weight issues now, but it was, <laughs> it was really good. Oh, it was, he I had a, like he, my grandmother would do, um, and my mom did it with rice and sugar and then, but we added milk, butter. No, we added milk. a little bit of butter. We didn't have milk. I think we were too poor for that. <laughs> we had, um, we had sugar rice. We were talking about fried bologna earlier. Um, what else did we have that was like otherwise unconventional? Um, oh yeah, he would also take apples and then sometimes like raw potatoes and he would put salt on it and then we would eat those. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell I haven't eaten today? <laughs> I'm sitting here talking about I just want, honestly, I would eat anything with a little bit of salt on it right now. Like I have not eaten today. Like I've been up since four o'clock this morning that's just when you text nate to bring you food here i'm gonna be doing most of the talking tonight anyways and it's 11 17 p.m now so that's how many hours four five six seven eight nine ten eleven time 11 oh no that's seven plus 12 13 15 16 17. here we go that's 19 19 hours without i'm t- i'm terrible at math but like you. that is 19 hours without food i'm getting hangry not at you though i mean i'm probably gonna direct my hanger at Whoever this fuck bag is you were about to talk about. Yeah. Speaking of this fuck bag. Oh. So, are we going to jump in? Dive right in, girl. All right. So, as you know, this one is a little bit personal to me just because this precious little angel lived. I'm not, I don't want to give away my location, but. 
this little girl has lived very close to me. Right. To where whenever she did go missing, I got a notification on my phone and we wow. we did go drive around. So this wow. is this one just makes me mad. This is probably going to be one of the only times you're going to get me riled up. <laughs> I'm already pissed. Let's go, girl. All right. So I kind of wanted to start with Sharon's background okay? because she didn't have a normal, quoting, normal upbringing. Right. Um, so Sharon Susan Matthews was her adopted name. Okay. She was born Sarah Swati. Saraswati Kumari. That was her name before she was adopted. She was supposedly born July 14th of 2014. So she just had a little birthday a few days ago. She would have been seven this year. Um, So she was born in India. Soon after her birth, she was abandoned by her unknown biological parents. Still to this day, we don't know who her biological parents were. She was found in a bush at a train station. Oh, wow. That's how this poor little angel came into the world. She was found, thankfully, and put in an adoption center in Nalanda. So this sweet lady named Kumari, I'm pretty sure that's her last name, but that's what we're calling her. Kumari took care of her, Sharon, in the orphanage. She says that she was always a smart child. She was always smiling. By the time that Sharon was about to be adopted. Um, Kumari said that she was eating food. She drank from a cup fine. She did squint with one eye. Mm-hmm. But other than that, she was just like any other normal child. She was winking. Yeah, she had, she had like a, I think, a little bit of a lazy eye. But Kumari said other than that, that they never had any problems with her intelligence, with feeding, with anything. So Wesley and Cindy Matthews from... Richardson, Texas, adopted Sharon on July 18th of 2016. So she was two years old when they adopted her. Wow. Two years old. Yes. They renamed her Sharon, Susan Matthews. A little bit. There was a language barrier between them. They were, they, Sharon and Cindy Matthews were um, Indian as well, but they were from a different part. So So they had like two different dialects going on. Yes. Sharon spoke Hindu. Um, Wesley and Cindy, they spoke. Mahayalam. Mahayalam. My pronunciation is probably not right on half of these guys, but I'm going to try my best. There was a little bit of a language barrier between them. They knew that when they were going in. So on, what day was it? On October 7th, 2017, Wesley called the police about five hours after Sharon had gone missing in his words. Okay. Quoting him. She's missing. He said, this is his story. He said that Sharon was choking on her milk. He said that Sharon refused to drink her milk. So he was trying to help her. She refused to drink it. So he put her outside in the alley. Okay. Let me, let me just stop you right there. Mm -hmm. She, she refused to drink her milk. So he helped her by putting her outside in the alley to teach her a lesson it's oh okay to teach her a lesson it's a, it was know, a punishment because she's two years old and she understands that well, three at this time put out, right three years old and she understands that being put out in the alley is going to tell her to drink her milk okay so pretty much also to mention by the way this was 3 a.m three o'clock in the morning he's forcing her to drink milk so three o'clock in the morning he's forcing her to drink milk and she's not picking up the drinking the milk. So he wants to put her outside to teach her a lesson. Yes. At three years old. Yes. Seems legit. Yeah, right? A big fucking eye roll with that one, by the way. 
He also mentioned in one of his rambling stories that they had just got a new lawnmower and she wanted to go see it. And that's why they oh. were outside. Okay. I mean, his story changes so much right? that it's just insane. It's hard for me to keep up with all his different stories that he's told. So, Sounds like a pretty upstanding gentleman right there. Oh, yeah. Let's just get to it. Okay. So he's called the cops five hours after she's quote unquote disappeared. He's telling them that she, he, he put her outside across from the alley to teach her a lesson. And when he came back out there that she was just gone, he didn't know where she was. I also do want to point out that he uh, did his laundry to pass by the time. Oh, Okay. Yeah. In in case anybody needed to know what he was doing there in this time, he was doing his laundry. Okay. So he had, he had laundry to do while his three-year-old was missing for five hours. Oh, cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Top-notch parenting. Yes. So he was originally arrested after this. He was arrested. He was initially arrested for child endangerment and was released on bail. So after he was released two weeks after her disappearance she was found um in a drainage pipe type of thing um Holy shit. yeah i i pass by this every day and every single day i just say a prayer when i go by i can't you right. know this is why i think about this girl every day is because i pass by that spot every day and i mean i mean as as mothers i mean it's hard to not like God, it's just not, it's hard to not want to um, put ourselves in the, in that kind of like situation for a minute and think, you know, I'm not going to go off on my tangent. My tangent is very well known, especially if you are another mother. Um, If you, basically, if you can't fucking take care of kids, don't have kids, but just, or you know what, adopt, put them up for adoption, something. I mean, put them up for adoption at least. Don't, don't take matters into your own hands. Right. After babies have been born, please do not kill them. I don't know why that's a hard concept here. Right. All right. So after they found her body, something happened, something happened. It's not really too important. Wesley started changing his story because now he's been caught. Because also, let me find my little notes so I don't misspeak here. But they, um, I have so many notes, you guys. <laughs> so. <laughs> hey, this is this is a big case. It is I a mean, big case. This is a big case, but I mean, this it just makes sense it means a lot to you and And it might right this might be all jumbled up who knows we're gonna go with it so the detectives took a floor mat from his vehicle they dna swabbed his vehicle and they took the usb drive from their 2013 acura mdx they could tell that the vehicle was not at home between 4 and 5 a.m the morning that Sharon went missing. So once they found that out, well, Mr. Wesley's story starts changing. You know, he's going to have to now. So Wesley said that Sharon died from choking on milk in the middle of the night. He said that she was malnourished, so they had to feed her in odd hours. <sighs> now, remember what Kumari had said. The child was eating fine, drinking fine whenever she left orphanage. Right. Healthy child. Perfectly healthy. So this, it's not making sense. He said that she disappeared after he sent her into the alley out back of their house as a punishment for not drinking her milk, like I mentioned earlier. So that part of his story stayed. He didn't report her missing for the five hours. He he admitted that's when he told him he was doing his laundry. He has said since that he physically assisted Sharon in drinking her milk. And that is when she choked. Quote, I'm going to quote him right now. This is what 
a quote from Wesley Matthews. She was coughing and her breathing slowed until she eventually had no pulse. He then said he removed her body from the home. So I I kind of, this isn't how I had planned to do this, but I do want to kind of throw this in here right now. Cindy Matthews, her quote unquote mother, mm-hmm. was a nurse. She was home upstairs asleep. Yeah, she could have, she could have intervened if that were the case. She apparently has no idea about anything. But if me... If I'm thinking, Wesley, if this is your story that your daughter was choking, right? why would you not go get your wife who is a nurse? Right, right. Wouldn't that be your first? I mean, obviously you would try, as a, as a parent, you would try to help your child. If you're feeling like you're not succeeding in helping this child, you're going to go get the mother who is a nurse. I mean, even if my, even, even if something happened to me, I would go get my husband. Yeah. I mean, he's not a doctor or anything, but you know, he just, right. this story doesn't already make sense. The one who's no, sitting here telling. It doesn't add up at all. I mean, uh, so I'm, I'm looking at this through like a brand new perspective because when all of this had happened, it was, yeah, whenever it was like making the news and everything, I was, I was pregnant. Was yeah. this 2017? And a couple friends of mine, they were posting about it all over Facebook. And meantime, I was trying to stay away from it because I was too not, I wasn't okay mentally at the time. I, I was going through prepartum depression. Um, but I remember this and I remember seeing bits and pieces and thinking, this guy, this does not add up. What the hell is going on? But you would think that the instinct would be there. You know, I just, I don't get it. <sighs> so, yeah. This yeah. is a heavy case. Yeah. It is. <clears throat> so also I do need to mention that they have a biological daughter. She is four years old at this time. Okay. She was four years right. old. So she was about a year older than Sharon. During while all this investigation and everything going on, their four-year-old was placed in foster care, taken away from the mother as well. Later on, she was placed with some family in another area in Texas and adopted by family. Okay. So she's still with her family her biological family. But as I know, anything I've found and read, she is not with her mother anymore. Her mother, I think, can come visit her. She no longer has custody of her. FBI agents stepped in. Some of the 47 items that they seized from the house was trash bags, um, a pink blanket, and a pink shirt. That just breaks my heart. I don't know what it is about hearing about the belongings. Also... Richardson uh, Police Department filed at least 30 search warrants related to this, including electronics, five cell phones, three laptops, a tablet, a camera. They took all of this. So, like I said, she was found October 22nd, about two weeks later, after many, many, many days of volunteers and search parties searching for her. A search party ended up being the ones that found her. Um, She was less than a mile away from her home. So. Yeah. That's traumatizing. They confirmed it was Sharon through dental records provided by her adopted mother, uh, Cinny. Um, The autopsy confirmed that Sharon did die of homicidal violence. Um, An exact cause of death could not be determined due to decompetition. Oh, God. I'm not. I'm trying not to cry. I told you this is going to be a hard one. (sighs) Yeah. Okay. Um, As of today, the... They are still having vigils. They are still keeping that spot where she was found um, decorated all for her. I mean, even still today, and this is years later, and every time I pass by, that's why I know exactly where it is, because it's lit up with pink, pink everything. Please tell me you're going to post a picture on on, uh, Instagram. I will have to, I'll have to stop and take one. Okay. Um, So are we, so was there any kind of motive like was there a mental illness going on what's what's up 
Um, we find out later in court that a, doc- a pediatrician that had seen Sharon had already reported these um, so-called parents to CPS okay. in the past because of she had to get an x-ray because she broke her elbow. When the doctor took the x-rays, she could see that there's many multiple fractures in her arms and in her legs, but that have already healed without proper medical attention. Okay, how did um, these parents, and I'm, I'm not placing any blame on the mom completely just yet because I don't know the full story. <laughs> well, wait till my next paragraph. Okay, but what I'm wanting to know is how did they get under the radar though? Like they they adopted this little girl. So how did they how did they get swept under the radar to be able to adopt this girl if this was essentially going to happen? Was was there any um instances of abuse in the in the biological daughter also no not that we know of not that they've uh, released um so when the doctor reported her findings to the mother which she did that day she said she Cindy said that she disagreed with the findings and told the pediatrician that quote a report to cps would ruin her weekend oh god your precious fucking weekend this is her words oh my god Wesley also used the excuse of why he did not call the police when this happened was because they were scared of CPS now. They were scared of CPS now and they also didn't want to ruin their weekend. Okay. Yeah. Also to put in here, the night before that sweet baby had her last day on earth that the Cinny and Wesley and their biological four-year-old daughter had gone out to dinner. They left Sharon at home alone to fend for herself. They wouldn't take her out to dinner with the rest of the family. So, and they do have video footage of the parents and the daughter at dinner by themselves. No Sharon to be seen. They do have a receipt. They've talked to the waitresses and this is all true. They did. They left her at home and they went to eat. I just want to go and get my daughter. Right? So, um... One, I'm going to say a little positive thing right here because we think we need a little bit of a buffer. So, I mean, this still has to do with the case, but I like when some good things come out of cases sometimes. Right. Um. So Sharon's death has changed the way that Indian government revises its adoptions. Um. So that is some good news. As of whenever they adopted her, India required quarterly post-placement reports of the first year of the adoption and then two reports for the second year. Four reports were sent and like asked for Sharon from the adoption agency. So all four reports that they were supposed to send were sent. Right. Reports said that she was adjusting well. She seemed to be secure and comfortable in her new surroundings. According to these assessments, Sharon did seem to have eating problems. Adoptive parents have said eating has become more and more challenging for the family. She likes to eat food outside the home, but not from home. So has, had that been, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Had that been deemed to be like incorrect? I have to know. Cause like, I don't feel it's like a, he said, she said thing. Okay, that's what I figured because, like, I just, I, 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 I could be very wrong. If I'm wrong, I apologize, but I just don't see how it would be any different eating outside of the home versus in the home. I just don't because, like, a child's not going to let themselves starve. You know, no. they're not. I don't know. I don't know what they were doing. I don't know. They were apparently not parenting the way they should have been parenting. Obviously. 
So the adoption agency said that they did give the Matthews some different strategies that could be helpful with Sharon's eating struggles that she was apparently having. So since then, this so this orphanage that she was in has been since uh, shut down. Uh, Kumari said because of missing paperwork. So that doesn't give me a good feeling about the orphanage right there. And missing paperwork. Yeah. So Kumari did say that the Matthews did not raise any red flags at the orphanage. They seemed to love her and would call her often and frequently often and frequently really amanda you guys get it just go with the flow whatever even though they would call her frequently after their first meeting with her so kamari said they seemed like loving people she didn't see any red flags of that this would have ever happened so after this we're gonna kind of i'm gonna make sure i've covered all of this stuff before um we move on to like their sentencing and everything like that so uh, the night of october 6 which was the night after night before sorry is when they left sharon at home for an hour and a half by herself they arrested wesley after he admitted to all this stuff well he admitted that it was a complete accident and he got scared and hit her body that's it that's his story and he's changed some stuff but (laughs) he's he's got the majority of his story in line let's just say that Mm. but it's the finer really important details that he keeps you know messing up yes, on, right exactly which is a awesome. huge red flag yeah, very trustworthy guy yeah. trustworthy in himself yeah for real Ugh. so i'm just gonna kind of read this part um by the way all my sources i'll go ahead and throw them in here i got them from wfaa okay a, a great article they actually put out that's called from a to z okay. the sharon matthews case right they really do talk about it from beginning to end, and it's a really actually good article to read. Also, I got some from a Washington Post I was reading, a Deacon Chronicle, and also I got some of this from the New Indian Express, Okay, which was some of the information that I got from Kumari. All right. Um, so those are my sources, but let's go ahead and get this dirt bag out of the way. Um, he was human. He's a piece of human garbage. He is. He really is. I can't even look at this man anymore. He just pisses me off every time I see his face. I hope to. You know what? If anything comes out of this podcast, I hope that it is allowed to play in whatever prison or hell he's living in. And he hears me say that he is a piece of human fucking garbage. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So I hope he hears it. So he was, uh, all right, I'm just going to read this to you guys. Sure. After the child's body was discovered and Wesley changed his statement, he was rearrested on a charge of felony injury to a child. Wesley remains in jail on a bond of $1 million. On August 1st, 2018, his bail was dropped to 500000 Wow. On November 16th, 2017, Cindy Matthews, which it was his wife. Uh-huh. Turned herself into the police and was jailed on a bond of $250,000. Charged with child abandonment after the police alleged she left Sharon at home on the night of October 6th, which is what we just talked about. That's why she went to jail. So she only went, so she only just, I just want to clarify. So she only Mm -hmm. went to jail because um, of just leaving Sharon Matthews at home. That was the only charge that was brought up against her. Okay. So... Now, I do not 
necessarily think that that was a good idea to leave her child at home. I don't think anybody should ever do that. That's definitely um, neglect. However, how is it that she only, that she got that kind of, she got it to where it's like $250,000, but like they only, they gave her half of the amount that Dirtbag is given. Oh, but, but what I'm better. But what I'm saying is that that's still, in comparison, I feel like that would be a bit excessive. Like they need to be, instead of bringing his charges down, down in the amount yes. and bringing hers up it should be like reverse. you know what I mean yep okay oh I agree with you so she was charged with the child abandonment okay. and Wesley Matthews was then he was sentenced to life in prison yay charger charge all charges were later dropped against Cinny. um that was on march 1st of 2019 all charges were dropped against her um and that was because of lack of evidence they really i mean other than leaving her child at home alone that was the only thing that they have any evidence against her and that's not enough to i mean put her in prison uh, that's pretty <laughs> unfortunate honestly but yeah she was in jail for 15 months like i said earlier the Part of her family adopted their daughter, so she's still in her daughter's life. We're going to kind of wind down here and talk about just, I'm I'm not really going to harp over, I don't really like talking about Wesley very much. So I am going to just point out a few things that he said and that happened during his um, trial. Um, in court, Matthew said that he took Sharon to the garage to look at the new lawnmower he purchased and he nodded off. Mm. I don't know where this plays in his story. I I can't figure it out. So he he took Sharon to look at the lawnmower and he fell asleep. That's what he said, which doesn't match his past stories at all. But I mean, <laughs> you would think that you wouldn't first of all, you'd be too aware of your daughter being near a potential death machine. To think that that said death machine would be so boring that you would just nod off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know. It's, I mean, this, these things that he said that he came up with, I just. Just makes no sense. I don't understand. I don't understand. Right. Well, he also said that he did not wake up his wife, who was a nurse, uh -huh. or call 911. Right. Because. He did not want to stop CPR. Wait, he didn't want to stop CPR? Yes. But yeah. But him not waking him not waking his medical professional of a wife is stopping. Think, if something was happening to my child, I swear to you, my screams would wake up the neighborhood. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> you could call to your wife. I guarantee you she's a mom. She'll sleep light. I bet you. Yeah, I used to sleep through. I'm, I'm not trying to make this about me. I apologize. But real quick, I used to be the kind of person that would sleep through a, a damn tornado or just just about anything heavy. I used to live in an apartment where people would blare their music all day long, real loud, like real heavy music. And I would just sleep right through it. All right. Yeah. I, was, I was that kind of heavy sleeper. It would take like yep. literally an entire army to, to attempt to wake me up. The minute... I had Anna that changed. Yeah, it does. You wake up at the drop of a hat, you will wake up. Yeah. Like I just I don't know. 
I don't know. I know. This is this is I mean, just everything he said in court is I mean, just contradicts a lot of stuff that he said at the beginning. Right. And who knows what the who knows really what happened and who knows the truth. Mm-hmm. He knows the truth and that and him and Sharon are the only two people that know the truth. Yeah. I guarantee you Cinny doesn't even know the entire truth. Mm. I really so. Also, what he said was that he placed her body in trash bags to keep her body preserved. Okay. Because that's that's why he just threw her in trash bags. That's worked for garbage before. Why not a child? And then threw her in a ditch. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's a a way to commemorate your your deceased child. But anyway. Mm -hmm. And also, his excuse of why he did laundry was so that his wife did not have to see his dirty clothes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, what a piece of shit. Right? If I had like the capacity to be able to switch places between him and Sharon, oh my God. You know, he would be the one I know. in the garbage and she would be the one that's still alive. But yeah. anyway. Oh, I know. Also, um, during the court, uh, the, during the trial, a medical examiner said that it was, quote, medically impossible for a child of three years old to die standing up while choking on milk. Wow. They said that's not, they, that could not have happened. So basically this guy's a big fucking dumbass. Pretty much. I mean, honestly, I remember the morning this happened. I, in, I, well, I remember the morning that, I remember the morning it happened. But I also do remember when the story of her choking on milk mm-hmm. came out. Yeah. And I immediately said, that's the dumbest thing I think I've ever heard. Yeah, because... When, well, it's not even a smart excuse. I was thinking that earlier myself. It's the... So the first, the first like, food that you give your child is milk. Whether it's yes. from the breast, whether it's a formula, whether it's actual, like, vitamin D, whatever milk it's milk because it's oat milk almond milk it's safe right a a newborn baby coming out of the womb knows how to drink it i mean at the very least there's potential for drowning and that's it's that would be extremely rare but but to come to come at people and be like she choked on milk okay dude i'm sorry but no 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 she didn't i mean and sadly we'll never know so he's not so hold on spoiler spoiler alert possibly so he's not taking any accountability for this so prosecutors 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 wow <laughs> we're gonna keep that prosecutors <laughs> my goodness guys i'm sorry so we've talked about hold on so far we're on episode three and we've brought up pussy pink <laughs> pink cookie <laughs> twat moist juicy and now prosecutors 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 there you go we're not we're not trying to make light of this case at all we are trying to have to laugh but yeah every now and then like amanda and i are both sitting here trying to hold back some tears here because this is just kind of yeah heavy shit but whenever you are in the middle of like almost a near emotional breakdown over such a heavy case you're gonna be a little tired and say things like prosecutors go ahead and laugh go ahead and laugh at the mistake because you know what fuck it Uh, all right okay we got it all right i got it all right 
prosecutors. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say it again, though. Oh, I think I, I now my it's all twisted up. Your now. brain wants to say it. <laughs> it's gone. Okay. <laughs> all right. Anyways, those people prosecutors said that. Yep. <laughs> said that he still to this day's um, shows no remorse. Mm. Wow. What a piece of shit. Yes. I mean, and if you do, if you go and you watch some of his court um, videos, me, I watched them live on the news and I did rewatch some while reviewing this case, but uh, he doesn't, he doesn't show any emotion. He just, his face is stoic. He's, there's no emotion on his face and it's very, I don't know what the word, it's creepy. It's creepy. That's my word I'm going to use. It's creepy. You it's creepy that you killed your daughter, accident or not. Yeah. I don't believe it was an accident myself. Yeah. Um, but accident or not, you think you would have some kind of emotion that your daughter died. Can I interject something real quick? Go for it. How can you sit here and be like, not you, but obviously. <laughs> How can you sit here and not feel bad as a parent or as somebody that claims to be a parent? You adopted this child. You chose, you went out and chose to take this child. Okay? Yes. Um, she, last I checked, a child didn't make the choice to be born in the first place. All, all her little two and three year old little brain wanted was a family to love her. And yet you went on this like hellraiser tour of going and putting her into a grave and you don't even fucking feel bad not that he shows this, i mean prove, prove me wrong go ahead prove me wrong this poor but. kid did not oh, she did not choose any of this she didn't ask for any of this i mean no, if she children do not ask to be born no they don't ask to be born they didn't they don't have a choice in the matter it just happens but shit like yep all right we're almost through it i'm sorry (sighs) no it's a hard one it's a really hard one um i do just want to finish it off by saying that wesley did get life um for injury to a child by omission he could get parole in 30 years how old is he now um, I, I just want to see if he's able to live in 30 years because if I, I can't so I can't believe they're even giving him the possibility of parole wow I know it's insane to me well this, um, our justice system really does not care about children do they he's 40 he's 40 so so there's a chance I'm not gonna there's st- a ch- I'm not going to, no, I'm going to say it. There's a chance that some person that really hates a child killer is going to get him before his little chance of parole. Yeah. Fingers crossed. But, or maybe, I don't know, maybe he'll pick up, I don't know, cancer or smoking or something and die. Pick up cancer. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he'll find himself some cancer. <laughs> I hope, oh. honestly, personally, I hope he comes up with some kind of debilitating horrifying type of disease or something that will just not necessarily kill him fast, but torture him really slow. 
Oh yeah, really that'd be slow. nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, I, I'm gonna pray that into existence. And I don't want to get into religion on here. I am a Christian, mm-hmm. but I am going to definitely pray that one into existence because that man's a demon, and that's all. So yep. Anyway, um, also. So it's technically not illegal in Texas to leave your child at home alone. Yeah, but you, you would, also have to put that out there. Yeah, but that's still, that's an asshole thing to do. So, it is. I mean, it is. You can get neglect. If you, which like she got, if your kid is old enough to make certain choices and to make like, if the choices or like if they were old enough to say babysit, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. But if they can't fend for themselves in any way, shape, or form, no. <laughs> no. You'd be an asshole. I would say maybe 12 and older. Yeah, I would. Maybe, depending on the child, also. And that's a big maybe, because... Yes. Yeah, but... You, we I don't, don't even know if I'll be ready at 12. <laughs> well, this thing... Okay, so I was I was kind of, sort of, a latchkey kid. Um, mm-hmm. But back then... All of this kind of shit wasn't as known. Um, some will say that it's a lot more prevalent this day and age because um, people choose to be more bold. I disagree. I think that a lot of this stuff was just swept under the rug because people didn't want to face it head on. And now people are actually starting to take notice that things like this are very dangerous. Um, with that being said, I don't I don't know that I would be comfortable even at 12 personally and that's not to say that others can't be um i can definitely yeah. i can surely agree that 12 is a better age than two or three you know yeah but no. i would probably not I... want my daughter um home alone until she was at least 16 um go ahead and call me a helicopter parent i don't give a fuck but i don't <laughs> knowing what i know i do not yeah. want to risk it you know yeah so i i, I get it and that's why every parent needs to make their own decisions for their children and their families. Exactly. But, every parent um, parents differently. Just don't parent like this guy. I mean, don't don't parent like the Matthews. Yeah, don't parent. You're don't be a Ma- don't be a Matthews. Okay. There you go. So, um, I do want to give mention on here of two people: Rena Banna and Shanna Potet. I'm probably butchering your names, ladies. I am so sorry. But they are advocating for something called Sharon's Law. Okay. And that is a law that says you cannot leave a child home alone. Good. Good. Which I think we do need in Texas. I at least I at least think there should be an age limit. I agree. Um I do I don't know where they are at. Okay. With that. Um I've tried looking into it. I cannot find much. So that scares me that it's not happening. Right. But I guess we can cross our fingers and hope that it does happen one day. I mean, parents are going to do what they're going to do. Right. Whether it's legal or not legal, but at least there can be harsher punishments if you leave your three-year-old child at home alone. I mean, come on. So that is it really for today. I do. I have one quote from Cindy Matthews when she got out of prison. Okay. Do I want to hear this? She said, I'm blessed. Oh. 
Well, I wish, uh, I hope to goodness that Sharon Matthews is blessed. So she is. Yeah, I know. She's very much cared for just, and looked after. Last I checked, this was about Sharon Matthews and not Sonny Matthews, <sighs> but uh, I just, I was honestly, I was watching a news report, watching it. And she just scooted her little old self up in the middle of the camera and said, I'm blessed. You know, that's that's giving me some Casey Anthony vibes. I've got to tell you, what? you know, uh, Ooh, are we going to do her? We can. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not next time, but no, we can't, I can't do two of these very close together. No, I think I think our next episode should be a paranormal one. <laughs> I'll let you. I was thinking of maybe an unsolved case. <gasps> We got to do one of those. I'm going to let you pick it and then we'll both research it. I don't know. <laughs> no, you yeah. were, you know what? I, I kind of did both the first two. So I, I want to be fair and give you the second two. We'll just kind of do it. I don't care either way. We can both do it. Um, I kind of already found one and I was scrolling while you were fixing stuff. I got I got a kind of a couple picked out that I'll send you later. I don't want to give away yet. So eventually I want to I don't want to give away my plans myself, but I do want to make a huge um, point. There is one um, true. crime. Everybody has that one or two true crime, like major true crime case that um, they are really intrigued by. Um, mine is mm-hmm. mine right now is Tony Costa. And the reason why is because there there's quite a bit of, um, you know, docu- documentation on him as well as like books and things like that about him. There's not a lot of video and I'm a kind of person that likes to put a voice and a face to a crime. Does that make sense? Yeah. But I'm I'm really like I, I've got like almost all of my ducks in a row, but I don't know what the fucker sounds like. And I'm just like <laughs> So I'm just sitting here like my ADHD brain is like I wanna know what this guy sounds like. You can only imagine, but I, I can't find a damn interview or anything, a news a news story that was recorded anywhere and I'm just like I'm kind of That's on annoying. Yeah, I, it is, and I'm on the hunt for it. So there's probably not one, but I am going to be, uh, one day I will be covering Tony Costa. I mean, I'm sure everybody knows that whole story and everything. I still want to do it. So why not? No, I would do too. Yeah. Um, what is one big case that you want to do next? Whoa. I don't know. Sharon was my main one. Okay. Um, I have a lot. Okay. I mean, what do I do in my spare time? I watch true crime. I have a ton. I don't know. I think we both need to put together some lists and also Oh, I've got I've go got with some of our uh, our listeners. Yes, I've got a huge list. Before we close this out, I want to give a big shout out real quick. Okay, so um real quick before we close out, I want to give a shout out to several people who were kind enough to give me some ideas for our next list of true crime and paranormal um i'm not gonna say what these things are i just want to shout these people out um sonia cohen had like three or four of them lisa bonnet bethany bailey shauna burns had a couple 
Sammy Collins, Sarah Candler, Brenda Mitchell, Melody Medley, Crystal Clowbridge, Annette Cullum, who is actually my mother. Whoop, whoop. Oh, and Vicki Smith. She had one that she wants me to cover also. So, um, yeah, I wanted to shout y'all out. Thank you so much for reading my Facebook post and, you know, giving me some ideas. I'm definitely adding all of these to the list. And with that, I've got nothing else. Do you have anything? I have nothing. But poor baby Sharon. Just. Yeah. That's, we know that she's being looked after and that one, we will not forget her. That was rough, dude. I I don't know, man. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Well, let me think of something really funny that I can say real quick to try to kind of like, I don't know, palate cleanse. Let's see. Um, I, I really have to fucking pee. With that, (laughs) that's not funny, it's true, but with that, thank you guys so much for listening to our new podcast. I think I'm going to be nice and possibly put the first episode out so that way there's a filler so I can edit the other two. Would that be okay with you, Amanda? Yeah. Okay. And with that, don't be a dick. And wear deodorant. Please, for the love of God, it is summer. It's 108,000 degrees outside. Put that fucking deodorant on. We don't want to smell your funk. Uh, Get your musty ass away from me. Put that deodorant on. Thank (laughs) you and good night. Good night. Thank you so much for listening to A Nefarious Nightmare. Music used in this podcast was created by Ghost Stories Incorporated. You can find their music on bandcamp.com. We do have social media. You can follow us at our Facebook page at A Nefarious Nightmare, or you can follow our Instagram, Nefarious Nightmare Pod. If you have any stories of paranormal instances that have happened to you or ideas for true crime, please email us at a nefarious nightmare at gmail.com. Thank you very much and take care.